you creators out there. Welcome to the Create Initiative Podcast, the podcast that helps you connect, learn, and go to grow to fellow creatives all throughout the interweb. I'm here with our amazing host, Jason Evans, and the other person in the room, Kyler Clark. I am a host. I am a host. <laughs> <laughs> We're all hosts. <laughs> We're all no, equal co-hosts. Hostess, the host. if you will. Hostess. Our main creator, our lead creator, our number one creator, Jason Evans. Oh, wow. Thank father, you. Father creator. Father director. That's Kyle Lee, who is uh, likes to make up things. Um, lots of lies. Lots of lies. I think he's learning from his third graders. <laughs> wow. So You know and, what, guys? I don't know. If y'all can hear this, this is loose change that I was supposed to get a can of Mountain Dew with before this started. Didn't get to do it. Oh, I'm so. sorry. Continue. I'm sorry. I know we're on a time crunch. We are on a time crunch, and we are all co-hosts, except for the one who runs the show, and that is producer Chris. How you doing, wow. producer Chris? I'm doing groovy. How you guys doing? Oh, we're doing great. He's I like he, he had the nice like late no, night seventies DJ hey, thing. Yeah, you guys doing tonight? I can't ever hear Chris <laughs> until the show airs. You still can't hear him? You can't hear me? Hello, hello. Hello. I mean, like, bare, like I can just hear him like from off well, camera. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, sorry about that. Producer Chris is over there. He is off camera. We're we're we actually Kyle. Since you've been in the studio, uh, we've we've done some rearranging. Um, it looks the same on your end, but like the rest of the room is awesome. Like, it's like a so, black hole. Yeah, we we're we're working on making this thing a, a better space. Mm-hmm. So um, for you listeners out there who can't see any of it anyway, uh, just believe us. It it looks great. Very good. Looks good. All right. Well, hey, uh, as we get started, do you guys see anything good in the news? Anything fun? Anything? Oh, hey, Jasper. Nothing fun recently. Nothing Murder fun. rates, I guess, are going up in Muskogee. That's fun. Oh, Muskogee, Oklahoma. That's good. Making uh, the news. Normal stuff. Normal stuff. <laughs> Chris, anything? No, Nope. Normal stuff as well. Man, this is... Riveting quality podcasting. Speaking of murder rates, speaking of murder rates, um, the other day a girl came up to my desk, a student, and it was just like straight faced. This can be kind of like this, like smiling. Mr. Lee, Mr. Lee, guess what? I was like, what? My grandma died yesterday. (laughs) My God. And I was like, oh, okay. I'm sorry. (laughs) Like it was really weird the way she was acting. Um, so I was like, oh, well, maybe, you know, grief does that to some people. Right. Yeah. The Fast forward. That was like a few weeks ago. Fast forward to last week. She comes in. She's devastated, distraught, bawling, ends up having to leave because she cannot control her sobbing and because her dog passed away. So <laughs> I don't. I'm worried that she might have murdered her grandma. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> that, that was a step. Because I, was I killed that. somebody. <laughs> I was thinking maybe she was confused as to who was who. But, <laughs> but then, she she ma- then she made me this. So I'm just trying to stay on her good side for now. So <laughs> You're next. <laughs> yeah, you, you better yeah. watch your back, Kyle. <laughs> you never know what might exactly. be coming down the road. Um, but yeah. wow, that's we 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 just have the uncanny ability to go so so dark so fast. You know, it's amazing anyone listens. Let's light it up. Um, let's light it up. So uh, I'll bring up some good news. Uh, but while we're doing that, Kyler, you need to get ready to do our shout out for our our follower. 
Remember, we're going to start doing a, a follower shout out. Why would you do this to me? <laughs> what? I don't It was go. your idea. Who's the follower? I don't know. Find him. Oh, okay. <laughs> shout out to Richard. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Richard Smith, our probably number one follower. You can follow him at RT44 underscore man on Instagram. His stuff's the best. We love you, Rich. <laughs> we do love you, Richard. Is it uh, so prepared? Is it pronounced like root or route for you guys? I'm a root guy. Route. Route 44, Route 44. I think I would only say root. <laughs> it's in the moment. If I'm talking about a drink. Yeah. Yeah, that's a Route 44. I know, yeah. but isn't it like I would say route anytime I was talking about like a route to like take. rerouting, rerouting. Yeah, re- rerouting. Yeah, we wouldn't say rerouting. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, top three. <laughs> well, <laughs> okay. It's time. <laughs> it's time for <laughs> top three. Can we get our theme music? Yes. <laughs> Wow. Top three. <laughs> Top three. Wow, that was amazing. That was. Um, what clapping. key? What key harmonica you got there? Uh, just because only I'm in, C. Only C. I'm, it's, uh, it's I'm all half C's. step down. Occasionally I'm a half B. Half step down. So. Well, can you not play in C? No. Anyways. So anyway, top three. Kyler has our top three question for today. So what is it, Kyler? Top three favorite actors. Actors. Mm. Now, do you mean actors as exclusively male or actors like the profession? Let's just do a profession of acting. Okay. Yeah. He's a cake. Uh, Nicholas Cage, Keanu Reeves, Shia LaBeouf. (laughs) Are you serious? (laughs) Done. <laughs> Next. Those are I need arguably of, the most cringeworthy actors of all time. I need a couple reasons why. Uh, well, Nicolas Cage, easily one of the best actors of our time. If you base good acting based on how many movies you do a year, so Nicolas Cage. Uh, Keanu Reeves, I've always loved Keanu Reeves. I, I was around before the keanu Sants. Yeah. Um, you were on board of, back, of 2019. Back I, I mean, I grew up watching Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Loved it. Loved The Matrix when it came out. Um, yeah, I remember one time in college in our computer lab, I went and I changed every single person's background to a different picture of Keanu Reeves. <laughs> and, uh, you know, stuff like that. Just stuff then, like that. Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf. I was a big Transformers LaBeouf. guy. Loved even Stevens. Yeah, even Stevens. That was, that was he's an actual. He's a good actor. He might be a yeah. crazy person, but he's, he's a, a good actor. actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chris, um, Keanu Reeves was also in my top three. Um, and then Hugh Jackman. Keanu Sons. Hugh Jackman. Yes. That? Hugh Jackman. I can't hear Hugh you. Hugh Jackman. Why did you say it like that? <laughs> That's <laughs> his name. <laughs> and Huge. then uh, Chris Pratt. Okay, Chris Ooh. Pratt. That's a, that's a nice little trio. Mm-hmm. Nice little trio. I do okay. Like Chris Pratt. So top three. Jason's actors. gonna pick some super depressing actors. I can already tell. Well, I mean, the movies are in are probably super. Depressing. Jason's. I'm gonna guess this. Jason's. William Defoe. <laughs> um, Only in Spider Man though. <laughs> <laughs> What's his name that died? Um, <laughs> that played Capote. Oh, uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman. He's great. Yeah, yes, he's very yep, good. That's good. Jason's other win. Yeah. And then like uh, Gene Hackman <laughs> or something funny. like that. You cannot dog Gene Hackman. That guy's awesome. <laughs> and he retired like ten years ago. Like, but he's looked the same. He for retired the last at 50 age years. eighty. Yeah. 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 He's he's awesome. So top three actors. Hmm. See, that's tough though. There's a lot to think of. Um, 
Joaquin Phoenix, definitely. Mm-hmm. I think he's a great actor. Um, not just because of the Joker, but but before that, I just think he's a good actor. Um, uh, I'm trying to think of movies that if this person's in it, I'll go see it. Like mm-hmm. it Owen Wilson. Uh, Owen's fun. Wow. See, I'm probably more that way about directors, wow. though. Not Owen not Wilson. Um, um, oh, go ahead. This is Jason's I turn. Sh- this is, and I'm still like, this is a tough one for me. This is like, I could write like a, I could do a whole podcast on this. Oh, Danny um, McBride. Don't, don't <laughs> Danny it's just McBride. top three. Don't don't overthink um, it. I can't not overthink it. So uh, Bill Hader. Um, man, this is so difficult. Gary Busey. <laughs> <laughs> um, Denzel. Denzel's definitely there. He's Ooh. good. Um, so Denzel and <laughs> William Smith, Amy Adams. I'm gonna throw her in because she's okay. I know. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Amy Adams, Denzel, Christian Bell. Because Ooh. if they're in movies, I will go see it. So like good. the new Hillbilly Elegy trailer that Amy Adams is in, like that movie doesn't interest me at all. But I'll go see it because she's in it. So. What about yeah. Sir Michael Caine? <laughs> he's he's good. <laughs> Kyler. My favorite's probably Hugh Jackman. Okay. Wait, what? What's his name? Hugh Ackman. Gene Hackman? <laughs> <laughs> Hugh Jackman. Um, then Anne Hathaway. I will see anything mm. she's in ever. Yeah. Love she's Anne a good Hathaway. One she can yeah. do whatever. She can do comedy. She can do. She's just fantastic. She can sing. She can sing. She literally does whatever. Um, and then I'm on the fence. Less between- miserables was horrible. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> Kyle, <laughs> I I can't say that anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did I not pronounce it right? <laughs> oh, we know you don't speak French, so. There you go. Why can't it just all be an American? <laughs> oh, good. Um, and then my last one, I'm torn between Tina Fey and, um, oh, oh, America Ferrero. Mm, I love good. both of them. She's good. They're, yeah, they both so are good. Yeah, I love both of them. So so my mind immediately went to like movie yeah. actors yeah. rather than any television actors. I don't know. For some reason, I was just like, I didn't even consider television actors as like a. Not that like I don't. I just I, first yeah, thing I thought. I, of. I hardly separate them anymore. Um, just because yeah, it used to be like a hard line of like you only did movies mm-hmm. or you only did TV, but now yep. that line is definitely Played. shifted. Mm-hmm. But that's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. That's this that's week's top, top three. three. Everybody, give yourself a round of applause. You made it another week. Another week, top three. That was a good one. That's a good. One. Maybe we should have a podcast devoted strictly to the top three actors. To Hollywood. To Hollywood. Yeah, we'll do a Hollywood episode. Letters sometime. to Hollywood. We'll do it right before. Holly Christmas. weird. Holly yeah. weird. Holly weird. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, uh, that was great. Good job, Kyler. Thank you for Thanks. bringing that. And uh, you know what? We just need to get right to our guest today because we have a wonderful guest. Uh, Kyler and I get to interview uh, Josh Whiting. He is the uh, founder of Bright Coal Creative. And uh, we had a fun meandering talk. Uh, we went in a lot of different directions. And uh, But he uh, his, his creative firm uh, really focuses on doing design for youth ministries. Um, which is super niche, and we talk a lot about that and why he chose that. And so uh, let's just get right to it. Here is our interview with Josh Whiting.
Well, Josh, thank you so much for taking time to be on the Create Initiative podcast. Uh, we appreciate you joining us. Absolutely. Happy to be here. Well, awesome. Um, just as we get started, can you tell people a little bit about yourself, where you're at, and what you do? Yep. I am currently, like most of you in 2020, sitting in my house, getting lots of work done at my at my home office. Um, I'm, I'm here in Augusta, Georgia, and I have been in graphic design for, I, I lose count, like it's kind of like birthdays after you get older, but um, I think it's it's over 10 years, less than 15, somewhere in there. Um, started early college, late high school kind of zone in an apprenticeship, worked at an agency for a long time, uh, still an agency world to some degree. And then I am also uh, freelancing on the side. Awesome. So you said early college, where, what kind of got you into designing graphics? So I was actually teaching music lessons at the church that I went to and the resident designer there saw the flyer that I put out to like get people to sign up and pick different times in the schedule. He said, Hey, you've kind of got an eye for this. Would you like to get into graphics? And I said, I hadn't thought about it, but sure. And so I kind of gave him my summer or I should say he gave me his summer and he trained me and kind of plopped a bunch of, you know, Photoshop CS2 books on my, on my desk. And, and I learned illustrator and InDesign and Photoshop that summer and and uh, kind of started doing some little terrible baby projects at the beginning that he would rescue and, and kind of get over the finish line. Oh, that's cool. that's cool. Um, yeah, I know you mentioned uh, agency work. You kind of did that that for a while. What was that experience like for you? Yeah, so um, it's honestly like a lot of lot a lot of small town kind of stories. But the the guy that actually apprenticed me, like, you know, we kind of did different things for a year or two. And then he actually hired me at his agency okay. as kind of a junior designer. And it was a small digital advertising agency. And over, you know, the next whatever, 10 years or so, I, you know, went from junior designer to, you know, web designer to running the small creative team there. And um, yeah, so I, it gave me a chance to help folks with, branding and kind of see how the business side of things work and work with clients and understand goals and how, you know, art can help people accomplish various missions in the world. And, and it's not just, um, you know, it doesn't have to all be impulsive or necessarily emotion driven, but um, I don't know, there's an interesting like, kind of kind of gel there of all those things working together to achieve objectives. Well, um, so, so that's great. And you've decided to, to kind of move in more to a freelance space. You've, you've started uh, bright coal design. Can you tell us a little bit about the story behind that and, and what led you, you really focus on churches and it seems specifically youth ministries. Um, what's that story? What, what, what's led you to that transition? Yeah. So it was actually kind of born out. I mean, I, I feel like I just parrot other people's smart ideas. I listened to a bunch of podcasts talking about how do you need to niche down and find your lane and read a bunch of books on that. One of the pivotal ones was positioning for professionals. And it talks about how, you know, if you want to be a killer agency or, 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 you know, offer professional services, you need to pick a small tribe of people, like as small as possible to still sustain your business and then become the best thing in the world to that group of people. And the narrower you go and the more, um, you know, you cater yourself exactly to their needs and their world, the more potent your offering is going to be. Hmm. And so that was kind of, you know, I, I said, this makes sense. And then I heard this coming from several different places. And I said, there's just so much noise in the market. And how can you be good at everything? 
Um, and so I actually had a couple of different lanes I was thinking about. I knew I wanted to get really sharp and narrow with my focus and landed on student ministry ultimately because at the end of the day, it sounded fun. Mm. It sounded like the thing that I would do for free if I could. Right. Yeah. Um, and so, I, and I have not looked back since then. It started kind of as an experiment in the first six months. I mean, like I said, I had my day job. And so uh, I knew my wife and kids were going to be able to eat and we were going to be okay. So I could really just get super brave and go full tilt down, you know, Hey, what happens if at every possible fork in the road, we choose the brave choice and, um, have honestly have not regretted it one single day. And I'm so glad that I didn't pick some of the other lanes that I was thinking about. I grew up, uh, in church and serving in student ministry and volunteered a ton and, uh, my wife and I are, are very heavily involved in student ministry to this day. And so, uh, you know, you're not supposed to be biased, but I feel like young people are the most important people in the church. And so, like, Interesting. you know, we want to, we want to, uh, I, I, well, I, I will say this. I, I think there's a lot of emphasis and budget and effort going into making sure Scott, the 42 year old accountant has a nice time on Sunday morning. Hmm. When in reality, you think about like how much time Scott spends on Instagram versus his, 16 year old son right and like everything in his son's feed looks amazing and is super in touch but then you know the dumpiest stuff in his feed is his parents his coaches like his parents friends and his church i was like that that's a problem like let's fix that i don't want the medium that we offer for churches to be uh, an obstacle to getting the message out there yeah that's good so working with mainly churches, what have you learned um, just kind of designing for churches, your overall experience? What have you learned? Um, I thought I like I walked into this like, oh, I know just about everything there is to know about student ministry. And I was so wrong. Like, <laughs> I guess one of the things that I've learned is you could be in that world for a long time and still have so much to learn. Um, and part of it, too, is is meeting folks from a part, different parts of the country, different denominations, different sizes of churches. As you guys may know, like there's, you know, 50 different ways to quote unquote do ministry. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, everybody else has kind of their, their own priorities and flavor. And so learning that just through working with clients and different folks in different situations has been one of the big ones. Um, and the other is I was told a lot going into this, dude, I don't know about this. Like, I love your heart. I think it's interesting, but what churches or what student ministries are going to be able to afford like what you offer. And I said, I don't know, but I'm going to try. And so through a combination of, um, you know, I honestly spent about six months experimenting with pricing and basically doing projects for a blank check and saying like, Hey, I don't care what you pay me. Just let me work for you. And like, tell me at the end what you would have paid me for this. And so after doing that, I was able to figure out, um, you know, really kind of dial in like, okay, this is what most of these people want and can afford. How do I change things on my end to fit that? Mm -hmm. And then that recipe kind of took a left turn for the whole deal and things just kind of took off. It it went from me pounding the pavement and talking to people to people approaching me about um, opportunities and and trying to figure out projects together. I think that that, that's so good because I, uh, as I saw you, you really targeted youth ministries. Like I, your explanation of you were trying to find that niche of something you enjoyed doing, you would do for free, but it's also like a very, very small 
you know, unique niche. So like, it makes sense that you would target youth ministry, but the kind of the cynic old man in me was like, but who targets a youth ministry for, you know, for design gigs and, and all that. And, um, so I, I, I love the, the way you just said that, the way you kind of worked on your pricing, um, and you almost kind of just reverse engineered it to where it would make it to where they would want to come and pay for design. Cause you know, I mean, you mentioned it, uh, you know, kids know what good design is, at least they, you know, as far as what, what appeals to them. And too, oftentimes churches aren't presenting that, you know, they're, they're, or, or they're just, they're presenting it for a different demographic or something like that. Yeah. I mean, it, it comes down to, I mean, if you are the communications director at a church and, you know, say you've got a thousand people in your church, you just assume you've got 10% people over 60, 10% people under 20, and then a whole wide range inside of there. Mm-hmm. That's a bunch of different walks of life that you need to consider and account for. And something that somebody that's had life experience in 1940 versus somebody that grew up with the internet, mm-hmm. that's tough to 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 kind of span all of that stuff. And so they're just trying to, in a lot of ways, yes, be interesting and compelling. But that takes kind of backseat to um, making sure that we're appropriate, right? Yeah. And I respect that. I get that. That's not the work that I want to do. I want to do bleeding edge, like feed me the weirdest possible stuff. <laughs> um, that's the person that I want to work with. And that's that's who hires me because, I mean, they see that stuff in, in my feed as much as as much as I know how to do it anyway. Yeah. Because um, like you are saying, like 17-year-olds are not afraid to change fashion and style along with the, with the way that music and art and all the other different cultural items, you know, change on an ongoing basis. Whereas mm-hmm. that's just not going to fit everybody. Yeah. Well, I, I do think it's unique. So you're, you're definitely hit, hitting the mark in, in that, um, uh, just kind of more of a, a general question. I've noticed, uh, it seems lately a lot on your Instagram feed, you're, you've been messing around with like procreate and like hand-drawn, um, you know, uh, letter, yeah. lettering and stuff like that. Um, for you personally, what, what excites you about design right now? And that, you know, maybe not even client work, but just stuff that you're doing, what, what's exciting you right now? Yeah. So, um, yeah, the hand lettering stuff was a skill that I've wanted to pick up for more than five years, but just never took the time. And there's always like that. How do you make the baby step into something that you're like totally clueless in when you're busy with all this other stuff that you're quote unquote good at, like mm-hmm. you stick with your guns kind of thing. And so I just kind of kind of took the small steps that I knew to get there and to, or to like start, start dabbling. Right. And then I kind of set some goals and, and, uh, a little bit of accountability for myself by doing uh, something I called quick and dirty for 30, where I basically said, Hey, uh, send me a phrase in 30 bucks and I will letter it for you. You don't get to pick the style or you don't get edits or whatever. This is not project work. This is just, you are technically a client because it's, I mean, it's a lower, lower price point. I mean, it's, you know, it's 30 bucks still a lot to some people, but um, I, I said like, Hey, I have to deliver this. So then it's not, Oh, I'll get to that later. Yeah. Or, Oh, you know, I need to practice that more instead of I gotta, I gotta ship some stuff. And so created that for myself and it was, it was fun. I, I, I'm still technically doing it, but I think I did about like 50 of those projects over the course of a couple months. And so I would, I would hold my little, my little baby daughter and feed her a bottle at night. And for about 30, 45 minutes, my other hand is over here on the pillow trying to scratch out some letters and, and just do, just be bad at something for a while until it started looking better. Right. So that's, that's been kind of the past couple months. And then another kind of bucket list, the goal that I've had for this year is to release my first, um, 
font or like typeface or whatever you want to call it. And so I'm again, not an expert there, but it's just something I've been, I've wanted to do and understand a little bit better. That's what I'm working on literally this week. Okay. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that, that's kind of, is that answer your question? There's always, oh, <laughs> I've always got yeah. about 19 irons in the fire. And so yeah. that, that, that's, that's some of them. Well, I think that's good. You know, sometimes it, I feel like, um, I think any designer, anybody in the creative field, but sometimes it feels like, especially in the church world, we get so um, in our in our lane that we, mm-hmm. you know, creatively speaking, we never veer, and and it's hard for us to try something new, or it's hard for us to 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 find a new style or anything like that, just because you know what you need every Sunday, you know, and you know, yeah, what the, yeah. And so I always just like picking people's brains on, you know, what is the what's the new thing you're learning or that you're seeing. So um, it, it did kind of, and spark, I would encourage. Okay, well, I, would, I was actually going to say, I would encourage anybody when you get in a rut and you're bogged down and you hate your job or just like like the, the spark is gone, like shift gears and pick up something like mm-hmm. that and hold yourself accountable in some kind of way or another. Because that was what it started for for me was, hey, I don't have to be good at this. Mm-hmm. I don't have to you know, do any of this stuff. It's just something new. And it was like very cathartic, even though I was terrible at it to just do something I was excited about. And yeah. another one for me right now is uh, shooting videos. Like I'm not trying to be a videographer, but uh, kind of jumping into a whole different world has been kind of good detox from, you know, project load and all the normal stuff that is expected of me. Yeah. No, I think that's so good. That's uh, I picked up Procreate uh, back in February, I think is right before kind of COVID hit the world. Um, perfect timing. Uh, so it's perfect timing. But like part of the thing for me is I knew I could use it in a work setting. But I also like, you know, when I was a kid, I drew all the time. And mm-hmm. I always like to draw like, you know, sports figures and all this kind of stuff. And and what I found is I find it, I'm doing more of that kind of stuff through Procreate because it's like yeah. it's not paper. It's not, you know, I can erase, I can undo. Um, but Perfect it, for meetings, yeah, right? Yeah, and it's and it's <laughs> it's 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 for nobody but myself. You know, I'm not. Yeah. You know, I might share it with the world, but it's like it, that's not its purpose. So it's, but that's been so helpful. Yeah, for that's me. a good point. You know, it's been so helpful for me when it comes to actually doing the work. Um, and so, but it's it's just good to have that, take that other venue. You should take that pressure off of like this needs to yeah. be this over here, or I need to be at this skill level. Yeah. Once you can kind of release some of that stuff, you can have a whole lot more fun with it. Yeah, it's true. Or even the pressure of it needs to be done, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. You know, it's like I can, you know, 90% of projects I have to work on have to be done with a hard deadline. But this is the one thing that's like, if it's not quite right, I can just hold off on it, you know? so. Dude, you know, one of one of my very recent favorite things, so this, is, this has been by far the busiest probably six weeks of my career happening wow. right now. I am, I am swamped. Like my brain is fried. I, I don't know how to, how to work more than I am in some ways. And one of my favorite ways to kind of unplug is going on walks. But another one is uh, I've got like a calligraphy practice sheet. Mm. So it's not, there's not even like a fun finished product at the end. I'm literally just like, just draw. I, yeah, it's a bit, it's not a video. People can't see my hand motion, but literally just like <laughs> drawing lines, like repeating lines, like 50 of them in a row. After doing that for like 30 minutes, I just feel like a whole different person. Wow. So I don't know. Sometimes it's the little stuff. Yeah, that's cool. On the flip side of that question, is there anything in design you're tired of seeing? Any trends you're like, ugh, absolutely not. 
So at risk of being an angry grandpa and going on a rant here, I'm not going to name any specific <laughs> styles or trends or like visual things that I don't like. Cause there are some of those too. Like, it's like, you see the trend train driving by and you're like, yeah. do I want to get on this time? <laughs> no, I hate, I hate this. I'm out. And I'm, I'm currently sitting out some, some, some trends that have been like just crushing for uh, probably about since COVID, honestly, like a lot of <laughs> been a couple of them, but, um, no, the thing that just always makes me, um, not mad, just disappointed, put that in the mom voice, but <laughs> is, is when, um, and it's, it's so easy to slide into and I've done it. Like I've done it recently, even like, it's not, you know, it's the ongoing fight, but when you put the creativity and voice and inspiration and things that make you excited and kill that fire and passion that God has put uniquely on the inside of you. And you say like, ah, yeah, but I don't know about that. I'm going to go do this thing. I'm going to follow what this guy's doing because it's crushing right now or I like it or whatever. And then you just try and go be the second best version of, mm-hmm. you know, Dustin Cooper or Joe Cavazos or whatever, mm-hmm. whatever person. Um, and I, I feel like those are talented dudes. I enjoy like I, I talk to them and stuff like they're they're cool. They're great at their job. I love their work, all that stuff. But you need to. um you need to be, you need to do your thing, run in your lane, like be good at the stuff that you need to be good at. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of times people default into that because they don't have better processes for developing uh, fresh recipes for the design they're working on. They're just taking one ingredient, trying to reconstruct the drink at Starbucks at home. And it's always going to be like se- second best, right? right Whereas right. if you said, what if we had like this Starbucks flavor plus you know bacon and then we made a muffin out of it and like how do we make that happen so like you've got different sources coming in all over the place like here's a pumpkin spice maple bacon muffin i mean that's crazy right like crazy but what you wouldn't say is that's not interesting i'm not i'm not curious to try that right yeah um so that that's kind of that's kind of my my thing that i i grab any young creative and sometimes myself and like yo Hey, we need to freshen up a little bit here. Instead of pulling one inspiration source, you need to be pulling four very different ones, and then seeing what happens if those those intermingle. Just seeing how they shake out. That's and, good. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I like that. And um, you know, when we we bring it into the church context, um, yeah, I think we can all agree we we love to see art in the church and how it plays plays a role in the church. But um, you know, do you have any words like? I mean, I think it goes along with that. Just pulling your pulling your influences together. But you know, what are what are some ways that maybe for creatives, how can they pull those influences and uh, sell their church on it or sell their leadership on it and say like, hey, this is you know, this is kind of our own style we're we're going with. Because the pastor sometimes, yeah, yeah, yeah. pastor sometimes they see the trend and they're like, we want to hop on that trend, mm-hmm. you know. And yeah, and that's not just, no, I don't want to demonize the trend. Like yeah, yeah. there's, there's a lot of people, I mean, I, I kind of did do that for the past 10 minutes, but, <laughs> um, you know, I definitely feel very strongly about that. And I will always opt for originality over, you know, popularity. Um, but some, okay. So first of all, I mean, that, that is your boss. You need to respect their wishes and, mm-hmm. and you need to ask good questions and raise good points. But at the end of the day, if they say like, Hey, like we really want to run with this, please remake this graphic for our crew. That's cool. Um, one way that one quick way to freshen that up without like directly ripping is to take an existing design. And then I've got a Pinterest folder of 
uh, it's just for color palettes. And so like I see a mural or something, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I like those colors, blah, blah, blah. And I will, that's like the most simple way to, to have a fresh take on it, is take this original design and then, okay, what would it look like in these colors? Mm. Then it is immediately going to force you to shake it up enough that it's going to feel a little bit different than the original even when I would prefer that you take, you know, maybe two or three designs or like you've got this cool design and you say, yeah, but what would it look like in this other guy's style with this color palette? And then with obviously this different title on it. So you have bring in a couple of different sources um, is kind of the ideal way, but uh, that's, that's one of them. So another thing is, especially if it's a larger campaign or a rebrand or something that seriously matters to the creative health of your church is I would say, hey, Kit Pastor, can we schedule a meeting about this and get all of the, you know, essential folks in that room, and like let's let's tr- take this seriously and really think about why we're doing it and what the goals are before we just jump in and start working through concepts. Um, and then it is your responsibility in that meeting to host the conversation and have good questions to ask and engage the room. You're not the guy with all the answers yet. You are the person facilitating and receiving and unpacking what that needs to be. And a lot of times we want to just skip past that step and jump straight into emailing back and forth concepts when we haven't taken enough time to figure out why are we doing this? Who is it for? Because when we're all pointed in the same direction and aiming in the same way, then egos and personal preference and a lot of those things, they might not get muted, but they definitely take the backseat to all of us being on the same mission together. That's good. That is good. Yeah, (laughs) great stuff. That's uh, I I feel like you learned that in the agency world, (laughs) as far as yeah, yeah. It really and that's that's the other crazy thing is you've got um, basically every church either is or is trying to build a small agency in their four walls now. I mean, you've got so many different types of communication that happen each week, and it's becoming the the it being good quality is becoming such a pivotal factor. Um, And I've seen a lot of churches. Uh, like trying to kind of create this from scratch. And I'm like, yo, there are systems and good ways and processes to do this already defined. Like, let's just take a peek over the fence at agency world, mm-hmm. take the best parts of that and just do it over here. And you're going to already be starting from pretty good baseline. Yeah. That's good. That is good. Um, So I guess we're wrapping up here. This is the last question, but do you have any encouraging thoughts? I know you've already encouraged, um, creatives and designers a lot but anything else you'd like to add yeah i mean i guess i guess when it comes down to it is tying everything together full circle figure out what you want to do like where do you want to be next year where do you want to be five years from now and you may not know exactly you may not know if you want to serve entrepreneurs or student pastors which was kind of one of my forks in the road and that's okay like let's pray about it walk spend some time like figuring out where you need to be write that stuff down And once you feel pretty strongly about like, yo, I would be psyched out of my mind if I was here, if I was doing these types of things in a year or three years, cool, work backwards from there, get a plan and start working on it and work on it little by little and create goals that are achievable for you to do today. And what that'll do is fuel you through the, um, like the harder times and times when like nobody's seeing your work and you know, or, or you, regardless of anybody seeing it or not, you're not happy with your work or you're, you're kind of lost. Like, why am I doing this? Then you've got this North star that's like, oh yeah, because I want this more than I care about being comfortable, more than I care about 
watching a movie on Friday night instead of practicing my skills or whatever else. I mean, that, that's kind of where, you know, I, I don't know another way to do it, but that, that was, that was me. Just don't stop. Like you will win if you don't stop. Josh again for uh, coming on the podcast and chatting with us. So go check out Bright Cole Creative, and uh, we'll have links in the show notes. And uh, hire him out. Uh, take up, take him up on his thirty dollar design something for you challenge. So dirty thirty, um, the dirty thirty. And uh, so yeah, check it out. There's links in the show notes. Well, <laughs> uh, before we get out of here, guys, um, you know, at the time of this airing, this is a big day coming up in a couple weeks. So here's the question: Who are you voting for? Why would you? Kanye. <laughs> Kanye. Kanye. Kanye 2020. Kanye 2020. Uh, I'm just kidding. I don't care who you're voting for, but if you're voting for Kanye, that's great. Well, uh, hey, everybody, we need to hit the road because Kyler has a hard out, and she has three minutes. I'm so. going to lead worship. She's going to She's lead gotta worship. She's got to get that pedicure. <laughs> <laughs> that was, that was two you weeks know? ago, Kyle. That was two weeks ago. <laughs> Uh, yeah, she's going to lead worship at her church, so good luck, Kyler. Thanks. And uh, good luck to all you worship leaders out there and you artists and creatives and videographers. Kyler, is it one of those, like, managers, keep jumping. Dreamers, resist, imaginators. Resist the social distancing, like, uh, pandemic praise type things. No, it's things. like youth group. <laughs> <laughs> it's like keep jumping and, oh, my gosh, just raise your, like, raise your hands. Yeah, that's... I'm. I'm proud of you, Kyler, for standing up against the government telling That's you you can't not wear. What's happening? You can't meet. We will wear masks. <laughs> except while singing. Between, except while singing. I'm because really. It distance, takes right? a lot of guts to stand up for your faith like that, Kyler. Wow. And I, let me be the first Thanks, to tell Kyler. you that you're doing exactly what too many Christians in this country are scared to do. Wow. Full wow. of fear. Wow. Stick it I to the man. And I didn't think we were going to get political. <laughs> uh, for, for producer Chris, for Kyle Lee, Kyler Clapp, uh, not only does she have a heart out, but she's actually going to play us out today. So Ky- Five, Kyler, six, seven, eight. <laughs> for, for Kyler Clapp, for Kyle Lee, for Chris Ainsworth, I'm Jason Evans, and we will see you guys next week. <laughs> <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.